When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Blame. When you got somebody Good end of time <laughs> It's good somebody No one needs you No one needs you Morgan die <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Everybody right. everybody loves Chicago I mean, That's our show Back in my choir days I used to I used to jam the hell out of that song Yeah? Yeah They used to They used to call me They used to call me The, the, the king of South Street They used to call me Nobody called you No every, no, well, just one person called me that. Other than you? And you come some buggy. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to your weekly installment of Apathetic Enthusiasm. My name is Brandon Cruz. And I'm Travis. And again, welcome. <laughs> we have a very serious episode. We... Good evening. <laughs> good, good evening. Yes, good, good. <laughs> Let the show flow through you. Um, we have a we have a good show for you today. Um, I know. Hopefully, oh, I hope. No, it's gonna it's gonna be great. We it's haven't done great. it yet, so we can't be one hundred percent positive. Uh, I'm really I'm telling this to my future self when I'm editing. Like you're just amping yourself up to <laughs> yeah. to perform the show right now, uh, Brandon. It's going to be good, I promise. I promise. You got this. You got, you got this. <laughs> you got it. Uh, for those of you that are new, or for those of you that have been listening for 16 episodes now, yeah. uh, there are several ways that you can get in touch with the show. You can send us an email at apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. Bam. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash apatheticenthusiasmshow. Bam. Or you can add us on Twitter at apathusiast. Margera. Um, Apathusiast Margera. That's the hashtag, Margera. <laughs> no, I, I'm going with the, the BAM motif. BAM Margera. Right? Yeah. Who is still probably hitting himself in the head with something <laughs> for laughs. Yeah, that's that's what he does. He, like, he doesn't even have a show, and he's still just like... <laughs> he just sits alone in a room, just like... <laughs> ah. Somebody laughed, and somebody laughed. Phil! Phil, look at this! Hey, I'm BAM Margera. And this is Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and someone walks in, they're like... There's no cameras here. Uh, You're by yourself, <laughs> ma'am. Go, <laughs> go ride some skateboard. Or something. Is that uh, what it was? I think that's yeah, what I think it was a skater. I think yeah. all those guys were probably skaters, and then they just were filming themselves skateboarding. And yeah. the times when they hit themselves in the nuts was funnier. Yeah, yeah. And then MTV gave them. A movie. I mean, did you ever? Did you ever watch any of the CKYs? Oh, I, I saw some of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean, you know, you know the you know the the dill the background. Bam was never was never the best part of those. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that's my personal opinion. Sure. 
But uh, we got a good show for you today. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, Bam Margera. <laughs> we're, we're not. Uh, we're I mean, gonna, we did. We did already. We, yeah, that's already done. Yeah. Um, Brandon got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that are following the tech industry this week, uh, some big news, a big event took place, and that is Google I.O. <laughs> are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, Google I.O. <laughs> was a... Uh, it's like a developer event. It's Google's big uh, yearly event where they show off new products, uh, a lot of new Android stuff. Right. Um, I was following it pretty closely this week. I know you had some other things going on, so you weren't able to sort of pay as close attention to some of the stuff that was being announced. Yeah. Uh, and and by as much, I mean not at all. Yeah. Much, right? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> the, the most I caught from this week was there is an event google io right which i i think is an event i'm yeah. still not 100 percent sure on it uh you're not sure if there's a slash between the i and the o <laughs> no. maybe there could I, be i don't know i mean part of me thinks that perhaps it's like google's attempt at uh an old mcdonald rhyme <laughs> e-i-e-i-o and, and it's like we are we're we're going efficient we're cutting it down old mcdonald had a farm io <laughs> Silicon and on Valley this farm, he had a uh, <laughs> he had an Android device. Yes, I so so what I decided to do <laughs> kind of, kind of make this a little bit more interesting uh-huh. um, because you're not entirely familiar with all of the products and announcements that came out. I'm just going to throw at you a very throw it at me, babe. Very simple. I'm just going to give you the name of a project. Okay. Some of these have been around for a little while. Some of these are brand new. Mm-hmm. Um. But I want you to, based on the name, just whatever you think Google might be trying to do with this. Okay. Um, hit it at me, and then we'll kind of dabble a little bit about what it actually is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's dabble. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a very simple one to start out with. Got it. Android M. Search engine. <laughs> Google. Is it a, is it a search engine? It, it is not a search engine. Damn. Uh, Android M is actually the new version of Android, the Android OS oh. that they use for their mobile devices and and tablets. This and is a, like a sequel to Lion, right? No, that <clears throat> no, that's Apple. That's, it's, it's not even Apple's mobile. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. pretty close. Okay, okay, yeah. And yeah. Lion hasn't been around for like <laughs> several years, but you know, it's a good start. Yeah. It's a good okay. start. Yeah, Android um, Cougar. Yeah, Android Cougar. So. God, that'd be, that, that'd that's, be re- that's their uh, that's their like their answer to Tinder <laughs> for for it's, the for it's the older. only for the the, the more uh, mature ladies mm. yeah Android Cougar um, sign me up a few interesting things Sorry, uh, for Android M yeah uh, if you're using Android devices they're they're introducing something called uh, now on tap uh, would you care to I'm giving you a hint this has to do with Android. Oh, now on tap. Any idea what that might? So this is this is like a multi-level quiz. Sure, I, I'm kind of pl- playing it. So by like we're, right we're like it's almost meta now because <laughs> like you're like what's Android M? I didn't know it clearly. Yeah. Uh, so now you're like, well, he doesn't know what Android <laughs> M is. So let me ask him more deep, deeper, <laughs> deep, deeper into Android. Um, now on, on tap. On this now, is an Android feature. Now on tap. Is it having something to do with photography? 
<laughs> um, no, ah, uh, it, it could be. Um, now on tap, be. this is this is, I think one of the the most interesting things that they talked about at Google I/O. Um, now on tap is going to be sort of this uh, layer over all of the applications on our Android device. So regardless of what app you're in, yeah. you can use like their their Siri type thing where they where they say Hey Google and they ask a question. Yeah, but it it, it will be content specific to whatever app you're in. So there was a demo that I saw where they were listening to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song uh, on Spotify. And then yeah. the person using the phone just said, hey, hey, Google, who is the lead singer? And the phone was able to look at the app itself, look at what song, right. and determine based on what was going on in that app that it was looking for the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then it brought up like the Wikipedia page. Right. And things like that, right? And so, it, And then it's like Anthony Kiedis. Right. And then they're like, also, you know, he was in a concert and he had a sock on his on his wing. Wasn't that Flea? They 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 all they all did it. I thought. I don't know. I've yeah. never seen Red Hot Chili Peppers in concert. Yeah, neither have I. Neither has Google. Maybe who, they have. Who is Flea? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's not just one app. This is something that's going to revolutionize. The go. Industry. At, I mean, when you think about Google itself and mm-hmm. how they kind of are paying attention to everything. Like every time you search for something, they kind of like pay attention and then they kind of give you ads that are directed towards that and things like that. Right. This is something where now people who are using their mobile device, there are over, I think a billion people using Android devices now. Yeah. Um, Sure. They, that was their big claim in the school IO was that there are a billion people using Android. Wow. Um, this is their way of kind of tapping into that smartphone and smart device market and be now on tap. Oh uh, I was God. hoping you were going to say it was a beer related, but you know, I, I gave you too many. That, clues. that was, that, <laughs> I couldn't say it was beer related. Cause that was like, that, that's, that's too easy. That is, it's too easy. That's that's wait. It's so, too, it's too, it's too easy. It's too, too easy. Um, <laughs> we, we, we've ranted a little bit about Google in uh-huh. a, in a recent episode about them kind of having, a look at everything you're doing online. Yeah. Um, however, they make stuff so darn convenient so that darn. it's it's sort of that trade-off. Uh, this is something that I think the now on tap feature, if you enable it on a phone, you're you're giving Google the rights to s- kind of look at whatever you're doing across different apps. Right. But it's really going to make that phone be able to help you in a lot of ways and kind of be even smarter than I think we're used to a smartphone being right now. So it's yeah. kind of a cool feature. Okay. Okay. That's all we're going to talk about for Android right now. All right. Yeah. Good. Next. Cause you can't, you, cause you can't, you can't double jeopardy, jeopardy me I'm on, not. On, I'm not. on Android anymore. Okay. So this is the one you may have heard of already. Okay. Okay. Project Aura. Um, I might have heard of this. Is this the one where there's like a 360 degree camera thing, Majig? No. Oh, no. there's that's a thing. That, that's that's a coming thing. up. It's a thing. That's they one of your about. questions, isn't it? Uh, it, it may not be anymore. It was one of your. <laughs> it, it was going to be. We'll talk about that. Project um, Aura. No, I, I. Um. No. Is this? Okay, so it's not. It's not the camera thing. It's not it's the not 360 the degree camera thing. Uh, so I imagine that Project Aura is like almost you you take game of thrones right okay um you have you have ned you have sansa (laughs) 
and then you have Arya. Aura. Aura, okay. Aura Stark. Aura Stark. Right. Project Aura Stark. Um, so this has something to do with assassinry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, you got it. That's it. Assassinry. No, Project Project Aura, uh, this is the... Are, are um, you call me a liar? You call me a liar? Call me a liar? <laughs> uh, this is the... I'm adding to my list. Hot swappable, um, build your own smartphone project. I don't know if you've seen anything about this before. There were some is this concepts before where it was like uh, you kind of like pick the elements you want. Yeah, it almost it almost like looked like a Lego block ish type thing. Where like I, I saw something at like a Kickstarter a, a couple years back where like you have the you have the 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 frame of the phone and then you like pick pieces to put in there and you pretty much modify your phone however you want it. Right? Yeah, that's I mean that's exactly it. Okay, so I think last year. They may have had like a, a, a proof of concept or some some sort of like demo of what it would look like. Yeah. This year they have a more working version of it that they displayed at Google I/O. So everything everything on this phone is something you can switch out. So from the screen on the front, uh, front facing camera, um, all of the 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 hard drive, the memory. Um, processors, cameras, all of that stuff that if, if you're like building like your own PC, you would yeah. kind of expect, expect to be able to switch out and modify, Yeah, it makes sense. pay more money for something. If you say you want a larger hard drive, a better battery, and you want to maybe, maybe you're not going to use a lot of storage on your phone, but you really want to have a long battery life. You can maybe add more batteries to a phone yeah. and maybe like less hard drive. Um, that is what they want to be possible with this project Aura, right? So um, on stage, they were able to just slide in a camera onto the back of the phone, take a picture on stage. In all honesty, the camera quality wasn't great. (laughs) Well. But it's something that you can switch out on the fly. Um, And it's a really cool idea to maybe have a phone that you can invest in. Right. And and then grows with you over time and not be something that you're just swapping out every couple of years as the new thing comes along. Right. Cause, uh, th- those types of things, um, like as technology advances, the, the parts and everything will, you know, things will get smaller, memory will get smaller and, uh, it, it'll inc- increase the capacity. So you can have your, your same phone, however big it is. Right. And, so you build this up. It's it's your dream. It's your dream phone, right? In a couple of years, technology says, "Hey, I can get the same amount of gigs, the more a more amount of gigs in the same size." Yeah, or module. twice as much in the same size, yeah. anything like that, right? Yeah. You know, so you know, it's it's you don't have to you don't have to buy another iPhone seven. Yeah, iPhone eight. You don't have to trade 9. in your iPhone five for an iPhone seven right. or whatever. It's you just you know. up, upgrade as the, the parts come in. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe you really like the camera and you just want to keep the same camera, but you want to upgrade the memory. Yeah. Or, you know, there's just one piece that's not really – you. oh, you want a higher resolution screen. Right. You fix that. So Yeah, a, mo- a module-based approach I think is is is, is intriguing. And, I, you know, when I saw the Kickstarter a couple years back, I was like, that – That'd be badass if they can if they could actually get that to work. Yeah, they're and Google is doing it. They they have I think it's a a tap. Uh, a tap is like a special lab 
that Google has set up that is um, they just work on these kind of niche products. These these things that a phone like this I don't think is going to apply or appeal to the masses in general yeah. where not everybody's going to want to be able to swap out all the bits of their phone. No. Um, some people just want to have a phone that's all in one piece. Uh, but there are people that want to have that level of control and for, and for people like that, I think this is a really cool option. So. Yeah. And you know, that, that would also help out with, you know, our, our wives aren't the most technical people, but we can hook them up with the kind of phone that they want. Definitely. Yeah. It, um, so they don't necessarily have to be technical because people can provide that service to that's them. true that's true okay all right so that that is uh the the atap lab that is project ara um a couple of things i'm not going to quiz you on but a couple of the things coming out of atap lab at google io they had a uh capacitive uh fabric uh-huh this this is um basically like denim right yeah but when you like trace your finger on it it actually reads that as as an input yeah so they mass, had mass the, input <laughs> so they had like patches on jeans where you could like swipe left to right and then you could like maybe have that connected to your phone and you could like change tracks on on like music uh, or that's, um, that's cool you know scratch your knee and you mute a song or something but yeah there was a guy that had a whole jacket made out of it and he could do things with it but um like, don't don't touch me don't don't, t- don't touch don't me don't touch me or you'll shut this I, whole place down I, I like the song a lot <laughs> like you imagine like someone taps you on the shoulder and it pauses the song and it's like oh, oh come on every time i'm uh, wearing my denim capacitive jacket <laughs> you know i'm listening to my music when i'm listening. come on you know <laughs> uh they have they have a deal with levi though uh levi jeans oh so this mr is, levi mr levi levi he, he wears a monocle <laughs> top hat um I mean, but, it was a real person. Yeah, you know? no, I know. I mean, he's dead like in the eighteen hundreds or something, right? Maybe, maybe they still like go to him though. <laughs> Mister Levi, I don't know if you think this is a good idea or not. But, uh, <laughs> and every time they ask him a question, like, like just like one of his fingers breaks off. <laughs> they can only <laughs> ask him ten questions. <laughs> We're gonna have to move to the toe questions. Oh god. I'm sorry get, to the whole Levi family get, for get some disgracing duct, get some duct tape. We need to ask <laughs> some more questions. Um, but yeah, so expect to see genes that will allow you to control your iPod or something like that <laughs> coming out in the near future. Uh, yeah, um, there's some other strange products. We won't get into that. Uh, okay, just a couple more things. A couple more things. What do you think cardboard is? <laughs> You're you're you are in my garage with me. There is a lot of cardboard a, around us right now. Uh, you should S, unpack some of a these metric boxes. S ton of cardboard around here. Uh, card in terms of the Google under Google verse understood cardboard. What is cardboard? I would say that cardboard is uh, a collaborative service software. A corrugated program. collaborative service. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it. It reminds me of, you know, like a uh, failed Google Wave. Which I saw something about how people that work at Google still wish Google Wave was a thing. Google Wave. And 
well, you're not alone, people of Google. We we tampered with it a little bit when it was back in the day, and I I, I liked Google. Yeah, it was so. it was cool. It's a cool idea. They they have they have that functionality still, sort of, you know, through Drive and what have you. Yeah, you can still like collaborative collaboratively edit a document yeah. and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. it's you can't play chess in it. I and you can play chess in Google. Oh, with. could you? Yeah. Uh, we lost something. <laughs> Let's take a moment for Google Wave. Pour a little bit of this out on the floor. No, I won't do that in your garage. Uh, so cardboard, yeah, not that at okay. all. Okay, cardboard right. is actually Google's version of the VR headset. Okay, so we talked a little bit about what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real, this is a real thing. Huh. Uh, so we talked about Oculus a little bit in a past episode. We spent plenty of time talking about Hololens and alternate or AR like alternate reality type things. Is it a, is it like a, a VR headset? Yes. This is Why is it called cardboard? Because it's made out of cardboard. Here's what here's how Google hmm. decides to attack this problem, right? For about 20 bucks, you can buy their cardboard visor. And it is no joke, made out of cardboard. Uh it has a couple of lenses in it. Yeah. And you get it and kind of unfold it and fold it into the right shape. And it folds into the shape of a viewfinder that you can put your smartphone in. Okay. So now your smartphone is really the computer that's running the VR. They have an app that is like a cardboard app that will display whatever the VR experience is. Okay. You put it... you. You slide your phone into it. I think there's like some Velcro and like a button or something. Uh-huh. And then you hold the cardboard mask up to your face and it's supposed to display in like a, a VR type environment. Um, I, I'm not sure if the audience can tell by my face. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but I'm picking up on some serious uh, doubt. Here. I, yeah, consider me unconvinced with that. I, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to do some research on that because it doesn't, it doesn't sound interesting so so here's here's the trade-off i think that that google is coming in with with cardboard is instead of trying to create something that is like as realistic as possible with oculus um this head the head tracking and everything on oculus and, and the immersive feeling that you get is supposed to be really great yeah okay um not gonna be the case with like a generic cardboard box that you hold up to your face. It's a little bit more Viewmaster kind of like right. 1980s Car- toy. Car- to- cardboard is more the Atari to the <laughs> Oculus's Xbox 360. Right. However, <laughs> it's a lot easier to get people a $20 buy-in for a VR experience than possibly a couple hundred dollars, $300 to get like a really high end like Oculus type thing plus the computer that you need to actually run it uh and especially for some of the uses that Google's trying to have with cardboard uh-huh. it it kind of makes sense they're they're doing something where they're shipping um in a larger cardboard box believe it or not <laughs> um a bunch of Nexus phones mm-hmm. and then a bunch of these cardboard displays and uh they're actually shipping them to classrooms uh, so that classes can take like virtual field trips. Oh, so, so cool! <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to see a bread factory yeah. in VR. <laughs> yeah, um, which, which is I went to I went to a bread factory as a kid. We we had a uh, we had a 
a field trip where we went to like where they made the school lunches for the whole school district. Uh. And I was like, what kind of two bit racket is Why this? Why did you waste my time? This with is this? where the rectangular pizzas come from. Like, this is where they make them. Um, my God. If I could find, <laughs> if, if I could find a store that sold rectangular pizzas. I would I would buy those things for like at least two days. Straight. Give me all you have, <laughs> and that freezer so I can store them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the teacher kind of has like obviously a Google version of a tablet. Yeah, um, and then all the students have these cardboard things up to their face, mm-hmm. and they're all looking around and you know, hey class, this is Yosemite. Sam, let <laughs> I hate that rat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Johnson, <laughs> Yosemite's shooting at us. Yes, but isn't it so realistic? <laughs> um, yeah, but so you can go and you can take a class to kind of experience a different environment, and yeah. suddenly you're Miss Frizzle, and the magic school bus is real, and everybody gets. What, what if the environment you're exploring is just another class <laughs> with VR headsets? This is what classrooms are like <laughs> in Uganda. Oh, okay. This is what classrooms are like in Florida. All right. I would rather go to <laughs> go to Uganda. Um, it's a cool idea. It's not true. It's uh, it's not gonna be as immersive. That's good. I think I think it's gonna be something that I honestly am thinking about buying mm. because twenty bucks is like yeah, sure. Uh, they added the app to iOS, uh, so people with iPhones can try it out. I don't know. I don't know, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. You're yeah. you're pretty cheap. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm like twenty bucks cheap. So like <laughs> VR experience for twenty bucks? Yeah, sure. But then o- how much is Oculus? Nah. Then nah. then again, give me the twenty dollar one. Then again, you did just buy a new game. I did. So I did. and we're gonna talk about it in just a minute. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to. Okay. I don't know if I want to. Don't... I don't know if I want to talk about okay. it anymore. All right, let's since you, let's since you move on to, my segue. Let's move on to the game because <laughs> I was gonna say I know you're not fired up about VR because Dramamine is like a thing for you that yeah. you kind of need for oh, VR. That's how you wanted to segue um, into it. <laughs> speaking of that, yeah, we did play a new game that I did just get, and um, that is Splatoon for the Wii U. Uh, I, I've heard you say it two different ways. Splatoon, Splaton. You you said Splaton. you said Splatoon. You're like Splatoon, and I've said Splatoon, and so now we're like, like how do you say it, guys? We want to know how do you say it. You know, we send us send us an email, twi- leave tweet us a it. voice response <laughs> on, I don't know, Facebook, Twitter, yeah, of how you would say the new shooter game. Text Wii U. Use the dictionary, like how it has like yeah. The- use phonetic spelling. <laughs> yeah. Spell out Splatoon or Splatoon. Splatoon. Splaton. If, if you're in Hawaii. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a new game for, from Nintendo. It's made yeah. by Nintendo, uh, exclusive to the Wii U. Uh, and it is basically their first real online multiplayer shooter yeah. um, that they've produced in-house. Um, I've played it for a few days. You've played it for about 30 minutes two rounds um there's some things i like about this things that didn't like uh what are your initial thoughts from just your first couple of interactions with the game um so my initial thoughts are 
as follows: colon. Uh, so, if you guys have ever played Mario Sunshine, um, one of the 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 main mechanics of that game is Mario has a water pack. He's trying to clear up all this this ink blot stuff, and uh, so that's pretty much most of the game is is clearing up all this mm-hmm. this ink blot stuff. It feels a lot like Mario Sunshine in that respect. Okay. Uh, because, you know, for, for those who haven't played the game or seen any trailers or anything, you it's competitive. You have two teams. They're trying to cover the map with their color ink. Right. Um, so, you, they have squirt guns. They have, like, paint rollers. Giant paint rollers. Giant paint rollers. Uh, Some sort of weird, like, sniper rifle squirt gun type thing. Yeah, which I haven't seen in action because I only played those two rounds. <laughs> um, but... Uh, so, so there's the, there's that aspect of it. The the second part is, um, you know, when you think of a traditional shooter, you think of you think of first person shooter. You know, you think of like Call of Duty, Black Ops, or uh, any number of Battlefront, yeah, things like that, yeah. 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 Um, um, but this is this is strictly third person, and so it's more of almost like a loose gear of Gears of War type shooter. Yeah, okay, I'd say. Exactly. Very much not the same in content. No, uh, no chainsaw. There's no paint chainsaws. <sighs> oh, let's do it. Let's hope for some DLC. Come on, come on, come come on, on Nintendo. Splate tons. <laughs> <laughs> just, just watch that 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 ink fly. Yeah. Um. But I, I know, I know they're they're missing some some modes. They're they're gonna add modes eventually later. Uh. But uh, it's 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 an interesting interesting concept. Yeah, it, I would say. I think for me, the biggest takeaway initially, I think, is with any kind of first-person or even third-person shooter that I've played in the past, I was always looking for that, like, kill-death ratio, right? Yeah. Like... That KD, that, man. Um, wherever you were at there, that was usually sort of the driving force behind your ranking and whether Negative or not you're going to win a match or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, almost irrelevant at this point in this game. Um, it's still listed. It still shows. I think you do get points depending on that. Right. But realistically, in the main game mode or the main multiplayer part of the game, it's called Turf War. Yeah. And it's really all about how what percentage of the map you can cover in your team's color. Um, and so, like you said, with a paint roller, you can run around and kind of just lay down a lot of color. Um, all over the place, but it, it limits you and your ability to kind of shoot other players. Yeah. What I'm noticing in just a couple of days playing it is that's, that's okay. Like you don't, ha- you, I mean, you can roll over other guys and, t- and knock them out, but if you can lay down a lot of color, especially at opportune times, it's really beneficial for your team. Yeah. Um, I like that. And this is true for most Nintendo titles. It's family friendly enough for me with three small kids at home mm-hmm. um i can play it all day and not worry about <laughs> a couple of things one the content from the game being something that i'm like all right maybe i shouldn't be chainsawing dude's face like <laughs> in front of my three-year-old eh. Eh, okay question i mean that's just how i raise my kids um <laughs> with this game not an issue the other thing that you often have with multiplayer games is you hear other players talking, you hear other people, you know, whether it's in a headset (laughs) or whether it's, you know, through your speakers, there's often colorful language and things that would 
prevent us from keeping the explicit tag not, off of this podcast. And we're not talking about ink. Right. Uh, you know. um, <laughs> there's none of that in this game. Like, you you cannot have voice chat with people as you're playing in these matches. Well, you know, not saying that there's not people cussing significant amounts. Cause, Probably. Because I'm sure there are. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's not necessarily a design choice for the game. I think that's more a design choice that Nintendo limited themselves with when they, when they did the Wii U. Right. Yeah. And, and well, really, I mean, and really, yeah, they, and Nintendo has always been kind of behind the power curve when it comes to online gaming. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, local, local gaming, the DS stuff, like they, they're on, they're on solid ground with that stuff. But when it comes to like servers, dedicated servers, anything online, you know, it's, it really hasn't been their strong suit, right. which you bring up a very interesting point in the fact that they're usually really good on getting everyone in the living room involved on a game. Mm-hmm. Very much not the case for Splatoon. Right. Um, sort of the, the biggest issue I had with the game is I, I, I downloaded it Thursday night. Actually, we ha- I have the benefit of living in Hawaii. And so when it releases at midnight, <laughs> I was playing it like eight or nine o'clock like in my house um on thursday so played it for a couple hours and i was like all right this is great i'm i'm getting into some online matches really quickly um customizing my character doing all kinds of things right when i tried to get into sort of like a one-on-one battle or anything where i could like play with my kids um i felt like that experience was definitely lacking compared to the four on four battles, the main like turf wars that you play in multiplayer. Yeah, and that that's that's something that confused me. I know I didn't get too deep into like the menus and all that, mm-hmm. but I'd read and I saw on your game that for a local battle, there's only one one v one, right? Yeah, it's only one v one. the The mechanics of that are different. Like in in the in the four on four battles online, you're you're doing that turf war. You're trying to get as much ink down to have a higher percentage on the map. That is completely irrelevant in the one one on one battle. Because you're in, in one in in the one v one, you're just trying to collect balloons. Yeah, there there's there's a spot on the map that will pop up, which it's, again, it's, okay. it's it spawns balloons, and then you and go, then you pop the balloons, and if you knock out the other player, it takes balloons away from them. Yeah, and it's it's like a reverse Mario Kart battle. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, but but that, that's what that's what confused me was. It seems to me like there should be a four, uh, like a four-player, you know, split screen. Even a five-player, really, since um, yeah, you have a gamepad, right? You have the gamepad, and you can that you already play on there. On one-on-one, there isn't even a split screen. One player plays exclusively on the gamepad; the other person has the yeah. TV, uh, which is fine. Okay, I mean, but I would like to be able to have three friends over and all of us kind of go at it old school halo style for yeah an yeah, afternoon exactly, and kind exactly. of do that sort of thing uh break up into teams two on two maybe have a couple of the, um, the original bots xbox or was capable of that right yeah and again I, I i question whether that's um a limitation of the console or if it's a de- it's a purposeful design choice by nintendo like i don't right it's not clear to me in the game whether what what is the driving force behind that right um the other thing i noticed about the game and it's not it's not part of the gameplay well, I guess it can be related to it, but the initial when I logged in and there's like those two annoying characters, yeah, speaking, speaking gibberish. 
Talking which, about the dedicated servers. That's that's a Nintendo staple, by the way. Um, most Nintendo <laughs> games don't have voiceover. <laughs> yeah, and you have to read everything, which I'm like, okay, it's teaching kids to read, right? Like, this is good. <laughs> like, my seven-year-old can, can follow the storyline. My five- and three-year-old, they're a little behind. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, they're annoying. They're crazy annoying. But that mechanic is interesting because... Due to the limited amount of server space that Nintendo has for this game, mm-hmm. I think they can only run a certain number of maps at a time. Right now, it's two. Yeah, uh, They have other game modes that are supposed to be available, but they're locked at this point. So I don't know if they're waiting to get like a certain number of users involved before they open that stuff up. Yeah, or if they're just going to keep this type of mechanic going on. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Nintendo is and this is what I've heard and seen online is they want the game to have legs, so to speak, and be able to be interesting for a long time. So they're not giving us everything up front. So we get a couple of maps at a time. We switch back and forth. Those change throughout the day at, a, at pre-selected times. But there are, there are maps that are available in 1v1 battles that I haven't seen at all come up in... Uh, in the in the four player online matches, so I think they're they're slowly rotating through things, and I'm sure they'll come out with more maps and things yeah. like that as as they go along to kind of keep things fresh and keep things new. Um, the other thing that you had an issue with, I had an issue with it as well early oh, on, but yeah, I've yeah, kind yeah. of gotten used to it. Is the way you control um, your character using the gamepad? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a little for for those who play, you know. Halo or any first-person shooter um, on the console, specifically on a console, yeah. You know, you, you you use the left thumbstick, you use the right thumbstick, and that that's how you that's how you run around, that's how you aim, right? Uh, this Splatoon is a little bit interesting. It uses the motion controls within the gamepad mm-hmm. to to aim. Right. So so if you're used to just you know laying back on your couch. Uh, you know, with in your boxers, whatever, like just Cheeto stains all around, like just typical le- game. You know, just that's, back. that's how all gamers are. Just lean back. Let's just stereotype your, all gamers. In your six, exactly in how your, they play. Your six foe. <laughs> uh, you, you can't you can't do that in this game because you have you know you have to. It's really disconcerting. You have to you have to make a mental note that. I'm also moving my arms, yeah. <laughs> tilting up and down in order to to aim up and down. I, I I couldn't use the right thumbstick to do all my aiming like I'm used to in a. In a yeah, game. and and I think I had the same issue early on. After playing it for about a day, it's a lot easier for me to use that. Um, you have the option to turn it off. You can go traditional, just uh, right thumbstick is is your aim. Um, but I think kind of just using slight motions up and down left and right um i'm kind of i'm kind of enjoying being able to to not have to be precise with a thumbstick to try and get my you know my aim exact and i can kind of it's it's now becoming more natural for me to just oh that guy's up there i'll just tilt up a little bit and i'm still firing i'm not i'm i don't know it's yeah it's different i it's it's new um i mean i mean i i'd only played two rounds and uh, the second round was a one v one versus you, and and I and I beat you pretty you decisively. You did. So I mean, I guess, I guess I could get better with it. 
you know you and, rolled over me with that roller like four times um yeah, so, yeah, yeah that's destroyed you i blame myself a little bit but I, but i still don't like the control yeah um, um I, I, and, I've, and i've read re- reviews out there that have also said like yeah you're better off just turning it off if you don't if you, you can get used to it and people do get used to it obviously you're a, a case in point um but if you don't feel like taking that time just turn it off you yeah. have that option and if you're really used to you know any sort of shooter game on a console i think you'd probably be more used to just using traditional controls anyway. yeah um all of that said i think the game is a lot of fun i've been playing it a lot today um probably more than <laughs> i should have today <laughs> um the the matches are really quick they're only about three minutes um there are opportunities to sort of turn the tables on a game very quickly uh especially if your team is competent and works together um but it's a lot of fun really rapid gameplay uh i would recommend if you have a wii u and you are looking for something new that's different from another mario type thing like if you have mario party and mario kart and super (laughs) mario 3d world and you're looking for something that's not mario uh, this I think I feel like this is a quality game, and I think as they continue to work on it, um, it will get even better. Yeah. Uh, one last note about uh, the game to to close it out. Uh, this is another amiibo supported game. Yes, and I, and I think most Nintendo distributed games, especially for their own original characters, are gonna have some sort of amiibo integration. Yes. Um, I picked it. How well they integrate is. That is always the question. That's another story entirely. That, that is the question that I had for the gentleman behind the counter at GameStop today when I picked up this guy that's standing between us right now. This is oh, the uh, so cute. This is, uh, Inkling Boy is, is what he's she, called. He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we didn't really talk about the characters in this game. They are a hybrid squid humanoid. Um, uh, you can actually switch between squid form and humanoid form throughout the game. Mm-hmm. That if that doesn't make any sense to you, head out to YouTube, check out a <laughs> check out a, a, a review or something like that. Um, this particular amiibo, I tried it out with the game. Initially, all that it does is it unlocks a second version of the single player run through of the game. So there is a single player campaign to this game. I talked to you a little bit about it. I told you it felt really platformery to me. Yeah, yeah. The storyline is completely arbitrary. It's just there to kind of give you a reason to shoot something. Um, but you run through that whole initial version of it with sort of the the, the gun, right? Um, using the amiibo unlocked the story mode using the the roller, and I think that was it. What a w- <sighs> sort of a, sort of a waste right now. My my goodness, the, 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 the figure's really cool looking. Have we talked about amiibos? Not not to, fully at, at any no. length. I don't um, know. Uh, we'll we'll have to, we'll have to say that for for another episode. Cause okay. Because I, I think there's I think there's room for <laughs> a larger amiibo discussion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you. My hope and and the thing that the GameStop guy said was there's a lot of player customization in this game, and that's something that Nintendo really heavily leaned on as well mm-hmm. you can change their shirts their shoes their headgear and their weapons all of them give you different attributes and also make them look different which matters to some people um <laughs> the guy at gamestop said yeah i think you can save your loadout of how you have your guy customized to your amiibo and then if you go over to your buddy's house you can load it right up cool 
But then we started talking. Then I started thinking about like the one v one and all that stuff, and I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if that's really gonna work. So haven't fully tried it out. If you guys know if the amiibo works that way, you know, leave us a comment on one of our social media sites. But yeah, yeah, um, that's Splatoon. That's some of Google I.O. I'm sure a lot of the stuff that happened at Google I.O. We may get into a little bit deeper on another episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I apologize for my unpreparedness in regard to Google I.O. Uh, turns out I have a 10-page essay to write on. Hey, I, we'll let it go. Uh, we'll let it go. German expressionism. Um, you know what? We, we managed to have... Metropolis Nosferatu. I enjoyed the conversation. The cabinet of Dr. <laughs> If you'd like to read Brandon's 10-page turn paper, <laughs> uh, you should check us out on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever podcasts are sold. Or log into National University Online. <laughs> <laughs> um, for this and all of our other episodes, you can go over to geekaid.com. Uh, you can find our podcast along with a lot of other podcasts. If you like this show, if you like what you hear, please do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Head over to whatever it is that you use to download your podcast and give us five stars because... It would really help us out. And last thing, uh, stay tuned. September, if you're going to be here in the Honolulu, Honolulu area, area, we will be attending the Awesome Con in Hawaii. The the amazing Hawaii Comic Con yes. is the official title. Whatever. Uh, we <laughs> Breaking news, we, we have signed up for a booth, uh, and we will be spending three days at the Hawaii Convention of Center. Glitz, Glamour, and <laughs> Girls? Is that the third G? I, I don't know. It's a comic. Well, our wives will be there. Yeah. our Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> girls. Um, but yeah, we'll be uh, trying to do some interviews, trying to do a, uh, a couple of shows from the convention. So uh, stay tuned for that. And until next week, I am Travis. And I am Brandon. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Toodles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.